Uh, March 25th, 2022, five late-term aborted babies were retrieved from a medical waste company on the sidewalk in front of Cesare Santangelo's abortion mill. It's been almost six months, no, ops, not, no autopsy, no criminal charges have been brought, and we're here at Mayor Bowser's home to give you an update. Activist Radio, the Mark Herrington Show, is brought to you by Created Equal, and we are in front of D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser's home uh, here in Washington, D.C., because even now, these children that were killed on March 25th sit in a, uh, you know, in a morgue and have even today have not even had a, a proper autopsy, and we're calling for the mayor to conduct that and bring criminal charges. As we all know, and if you've been watching the program over the last several months, you know that I have covered this topic in depth. I've had A.J. Hurley on the show, who was there uh, on site, was actually taking video and still photography of the 110 or so babies that were discovered. Amongst those were five late-term babies that were turned over to the D.C. Medical officers. And as of now, we have no, uh, there's been no criminal charges. So that's why we're here today. We have a video playing right now behind me in front of Muriel Bowser's home, showing the the videos that were taken from uh, the, the those babies that were discovered or retrieved outside of Cesare Santander's house. And I'm here with Reverend Pat Mahoney, who organized this event uh, Pat, you, you're here in DC all the time. You were, you saw all this going on, you know, months ago on March 25th. Give us an update. What's, what's going on here? Uh, first of all, Mark, thank you for providing the equipment for us to show this. Uh, for those who are viewing, we're in this beautiful upper middle class, leafy Tony neighborhood in the Northwest portion of our nation's capital, showing the true horror of what abortion is. A reminder, there were 110 babies found. There were just five late-term abortions. We're here for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, for months, we've tried to reach out to Mayor Bowser. Mm -hmm. She has not even sent us an email saying we're crazy. Right. <laughs> she disagrees. No, no acknowledgement no whatsoever. acknowledgement whatsoever right. of abortions being done illegally in her city. So we have tried to reach out. Some might say, this is an extreme and bold move on your part, a distasteful move. I would completely disagree with that. I would say what is distasteful is on the screen. Those what was who, done with the babies was done. Was right. Those who tell the truth uh, should not be attacked. What the reality of what is occurring here in our nation's capital which is violence against innocent children needs to be addressed. And the fact that the city has refused to address it. So we've come out here. I stressed early before we began, we have a permit from the city of DC. They approved it. I know many would say, oh, pro-life people are extremists. They're militant, they're violent. Well, the city of Washington DC doesn't think so. They gave us a permit. I met with uh, local law enforcement. And here's what I love. For people who say that these kinds of things should not be shown, that they're against the First Amendment, that they should be censored, mm 
take a look right now and realize in our nation's capital, the bastion of free speech in front of the mayor of our city's home, the city of Washington, D.C. has given us permission, has affirmed our First Amendment rights and freedoms. I wish they would take the next step and affirm the right to life to these precious children. But nevertheless, I think this is a very important move in what we see in our culture uh, with cancel culture of people trying to come and say, you don't have the right to speak. Public places trying to censor us. I would remind them in our nation's capital, in the most hollowed ground for free speech and democracy in the world, we've been given approval to show the reality of abortion violence. So once again, we're in front of D.C. Mayor uh, Muriel Bowser's home. We're playing video of the children that were retrieved from the sidewalk of Cesario Santangelo's abortion mill on March 25th of 2022. We continue to call for justice for these babies, not just the five, of course, all the children that were killed in Cesario Santangelo's abortion mill. Um, This video in front of her home is communicating something that words fail to do so. They have to be seen. These babies need to be seen for justice to be brought to them. And that's why we're here. Hey, Pat, now, you know, I'm going to give you a, a, you know, what what a lot of people would say, whoa, you know, wait a minute, we shouldn't be protesting in front of uh, public officials' homes. When the, uh, when the the, uh, Alito draft was leaked, you you saw pro-abortion advocates uh, protesting out front of the conservative justices' homes. and, And there are actual, laws on the books that say that that shouldn't be allowed. It's against the law, yet they weren't enforced. Uh, Where do you stand on this? I, for one, believe you should be able to protest in front of somebody's home. I mean, as long as you're peaceful and you're not disrupting the neighborhood. I mean, this is a free country. The First Amendment protects our rights to be on a public sidewalk, right? But how do you answer that? Don't you, doesn't it seem like we're doing the very same thing that we accused them of doing? And that is, breaking the law, being in front of your old Bowser's home. First of all, you answered that question for me, but thank you. So uh, it's much. okay. I do that. It's like, it's like uh, you're my wife of 49 years. Well, we've been around a long time together. Yes. Um, so I would say this. First of all, I'm opposed to any kind of violent, threatening protest. When people gathered outside the Supreme Court justices' home, I had no problem with that as long as they were peaceful. The best that I can see, having filed numerous First Amendment lawsuits across the country and opening up the United States Capitol just um, two weeks ago, the First Amendment doesn't come with qualifiers. The First Amendment allows free speech in the public square. We are in the public square right now. I have no problem. Yeah, we're not on our property. We're not. We're actually on the street. Uh, and so one might argue, is this the right venue to show it? And that's different. I, I think not. But one cannot argue that the First Amendment should not apply to every public space in America. Well, it needs to be content neutral, as you know. There are time, place, and manner restrictions that can be put on speech. This doesn't qualify for those, right? I mean, which obviously, is, right? Which is, I, I think, uh, by the way, Mark, this might be one of the first times we've been in a demonstration for a while. You haven't been arrested because of me. And, and it's still, the, the day is still young. young. I, I think that the night is young. Might get picked up. Yeah. Uh, 
So, friends, here we are in front of the uh, U.S. Capitol. I'm talking to Kristen Polo from uh, Protect Life Michigan. We're in Washington, D.C. And, uh, Kristen, if you would give us an update of what's happening in Michigan with the abortion amendment. Well, things are heating up quickly, Mark. We have hundreds of people out every week canvassing, knocking doors, encouraging voters to vote no on Proposal 3. But we still have a long way to go. We need a lot more people to get involved. We need a lot more money in this effort. Um, but I'm feeling encouraged that we're going to defeat this thing. And we're in Washington, D.C. because Kristen is presenting to some pro-life leaders today, giving them an update on the Michigan Amendment. And we also are learning that, you know, there's other things happening in the states as well. We have this happening, and uh, unfortunately, on the reverse, it's happening in, in, in California. It's happening in Kentucky. You know, there are constitutional amendments being proposed that will be on the ballot on November 8th. As you can see, we're in Washington, D.C. We have the Capitol right behind us here. Uh, Christian, give us an update, you know, any of the polling, you know, some of the indicators as to how we're doing. Well, we're finding that when you introduce our messaging, things definitely go in our favor. So we're continuing to talk to voters about why this proposal is too extreme for our state. It allows abortion through birth. It repeals health regulations on abortion clinics. It even repeals parental consent. So a minor who can't get their ears pierced without their parents' permission could have an abortion without their parents' knowledge. Regardless of where you land on abortion, these are things that are concerning to every voter. And we're seeing that out in the field when we talk to people. And friends, we are throwing in with Protect Like Michigan to get this, uh, defeat this constitutional amendment here in Michigan. And we need your help. And the way to help out is go to StopAbortionExtremism.com. That'd be the website, StopAbortionExtremism.com. And you can be involved in the deployments. You can give financially to the effort, which, of course, they need money. And we're always outgunned when it comes to money from the other side. Uh, and so, you know, we're going to be up there soon with our team. We're going to be flying airplanes. We're going to be taking our jumbotrons, our video screens, our signs. We're going to be doing deployments with you guys. So we understand the importance of this because I think it could be a bellwether for the rest of the country. If you would speak to that on a national level, I don't think it's getting the type of press that it deserves because this is really the first test, isn't it? It is. If this passes in Michigan, they are going to go try this in other states next. Mm. Probably Ohio is right. my guess. And so all of us, no matter where we are, have a vested interest, not just because it could be coming to your state next, but because babies' lives in Michigan matter. Right. They matter everywhere. And if we have an opportunity to save them, we absolutely should. And this is a constitutional amendment. So if Proposal 3 passes, we are stuck with this probably forever, and our hands will be tied to ever protect the unborn unless we somehow get rid of it. So we need people to vote no on Proposal 3 if you're in Michigan and can do so. And if you're not, find some other way to help us. Come here, send funds, do whatever you can to help us defeat this terrible abortion amendment. Again, I'm with Kristen Polo from Defend Life Michigan. We are in the nation's capital, as you can see behind me here. And uh, we want to address this story that broke just the other day about this 84-year-old woman who has been volunteering with your group uh, in the deployments, going door to door, who apparently was shot. I mean, believe it or not. Uh, we've, we've learned a little bit more since then. 
Uh, if you would just give us an update on what happened. And then I want to ask you, what are these deployments like? How do you approach uh, a, a homeowner or a voter? You know, it, it, just give us you know, your take on what you know at this time about that. Well, thank God she's okay. Amazingly, this 83-year-old woman drove herself to the hospital after being shot. Pretty tough what, what, what a trooper. I mean, we need more of them. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and she's doing well. I, I know that's being investigated and, and they're trying to figure out exactly what happened. But I don't want this to scare anyone away from helping us in this effort. We have a lot of safety precautions. And if you follow them, you should be protected from isolated incidents like this. One example, we're hitting a targeted voter list. So people who are in the middle. We also do a survey question to find out if they're strong supporters of abortion. And if they are, we say, thank you. Have a nice day. In order yeah. to make sure we're not debating or right. engaging with people who are. Which is kind of counterintuitive for most pro-life activists or people. We're used to trying to persuade people to change their minds. Uh, that's not the goal here. The goal is to identify pro-life voters and get them to vote no on proposal three. And that's basically it, because you need to reach as many households as you can, as quickly as you can, right? Right. We have a very targeted short-term goal here to turn out as many no votes as possible in November. And so that's what we're doing. We're focusing on those. We are not engaging in debate on this, just educating people. They're like 30-second conversations. Right. Very, very safe. Yeah, it's all about numbers. I mean, we're trying to visit as many doors as we can in these deployments. And from what we understand, again, we're not criticizing this this woman who's, you know, 84, God love her. But I mean, she did. It looks like she might have gotten into debates. And, and that's just that's just not what we're what we're about here. And apparently, if, if you believe the owner of the home's uh, account of this, they were it was an accident so it's not like we don't know this but we you know listen pro-life work is risky we all know it we're not risking our lives that's not ne this is almost never the case but you know there is some risk because you're going to run into people that don't don't agree with you right. we just need to know how to go about managing that's why our safety protocols are so important because they help ensure that this is an isolated incident. If there's, we don't wear anything that identifies us when we're at a door. So we ask that initial question if people are strongly in favor of abortion, strongly against it. If they're strongly in favor. Peace out. Have a great day. Thank you for taking our very brief survey. Right. No, on Prop Three for sure. So, Kristen, if you would, let's wrap this up. I, you know, I've been telling my audience that we want to get updates from you on a regular basis and trying to keep people in the loop. We want you to come to Michigan. We can put you in the game. Explain how they can get involved. Well, if you go to StopAbortionExtremism.com, you can sign up there to get involved and to get updates. Or I'm sure if you talk to Mark Harrington, he can get you plugged in as well. We're really looking forward to your deployment. We're looking forward to de debuting our new mobile video screens, folks. You're going to learn more about that soon. So here I am again with Kristen Polo, Protect Life Michigan. Go to StopAbortionExtremism.com and get involved in, in, in stopping this pro-abortion amendment to the Michigan Constitution. I have as my guest Alex Snyder, and she is the CEO for Life Legal Defense Foundation, the people who keep me out of trouble 
and we appreciate her being on the program. You know, it's interesting that I live in a city where the city council voted that they are going to deprioritize enforcement of our heartbeat law. <laughs> you know, basically oh. saying, like they yeah. have with weed and illegal immigration, they're basically saying they're not going to prosecute anyone uh, yeah. on these yep. laws. And our response has been crickets to this. And this oh, is an extension yeah. of that, right? Where it's highly yeah. unlikely, even if the laws were written the way that you say they should be, the prosecutors are going to prosecute women. We, the point is that we need to give them the tools to do so if they wish, but they can use discretion, right? Right. Their own right. discretion, which is what they're given, right? Yeah, and we know that that's going to be the case in a lot of, I mean, in, in most cases anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But again, just as a matter of principle, I think excluding women or excluding anybody um, yes. is is problematic because, again, because um, it it's a violation of the rule of law and then for other reasons as well. Well, and we're just not treating and the it, unborn as equal to the born. Well, we're not we're not really that? protecting at at all I and mean, i won't say at all because of course in those states surgical abortions are non-existent unless they're done illegally so and, and that's a great thing so i mean i you true. know we're talking about next steps right now i'm thrilled that where we are um we we are always i mean life legal is always looking to what what is going to happen next and what's the next um kind of area that we need to address and and i think this is it well, and I very much appreciate you guys' position. I know we're 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 swimming upstream here, <laughs> and I'm trying to keep it as an in-house discussion. I don't want to basically, you know, stand on the rooftops and start screaming that we want to prosecute women. But we need to beginning to be. We need to have this conversation, uh, and that's what we're trying to do here on the program. I wanted to read this quote from Attorney Paul Jen uh, Benjamin Linton, which you referenced in your article. He said, contrary to what advocates of legal abortion may believe, women are, were not punished for abortion before Roe versus Wade was decided in 1973. Uh, there's not one reported case from any state prior to Roe in which a woman was prosecuted, convicted, sentenced for inducing her own abortion or for uh, consenting to an abortion performed upon her by a third party. That may be true. Why was it true? Do we know? Well, I mean... I don't, I don't know exactly why, but I do know that, um, again, things have changed a whole lot exactly. in the last, I mean, and we're talking laws in some cases that were passed in the 1800s when mm -hmm. abortion, I mean, it wasn't legal anyway. So, I mean, that you have that, you had much fewer, fewer abortions. So, um, and then I, I think, you didn't have ultrasound in those cases. I mean, ultrasound was developed in the late 50s, really wasn't popularized till the 60s and early 70s. Um, so women really didn't, It. I, I don't think, I mean, I don't think women who are pregnant think that they're pregnant with anything other than a human being. So, I mean, I don't really buy <laughs> right. this clump I of cells argument. It. I've never bought this yeah. clump of cells argument. I don't. I don't think if women are honest with themselves, they would buy that argument. But, um, but I mean, they, that is what they were told that this is nothing. There's nothing happening yet, and there was no visible proof otherwise. So, I mean, we're we're just talking a very different scenario than the scenario that we have today. You were talking about 
these constitutional amendments, and I've been beating the drum here and blowing the trumpet to try to mobilize people to defeat the Michigan ballot initiative, which yeah. does is extreme, maybe not as extreme as this AB 2223, but it puts into the Constitution the right to abortion in Michigan. And you have a similar thing happening in California. And of course, this is the 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 play now by the pro-abortion yeah. folks, man, that they're they're trying to now enact these constitutional amendments to protect abortion now that Roe has fallen. If you would tell us what's happening in California, because this is going to be another one of those, because California is a destination state. It's going to remain yeah. one no matter what. Nothing's changing overnight. But you're about ready to enshrine the right to abortion in the state constitution if it happens that way. Right. Yeah. Yes. And that's what that's what this bill would do. So it would basically um, enshrine not only abortion. And again, I would say only that's bad enough. I mean, that's that's horrific. Um, but also um, contraception and any other reproductive freedom, which is basically defined as the right of people to make their intimate most intimate decisions. I mean, again, what what doesn't this cover? Now we know from um, from the Michigan Amendment and other and, and looking at any uh, reproductive rights organization and their list of what they consider reproductive freedoms. Um, that, for example, sterilization is one of those things. Sterilization is explicitly mentioned in the um, in the Michigan Amendment. So why you ask? Do you need to make sterilization a constitutional right? Well, I'll tell you why, because sterilization is a component of um, of transgender or or gender reassignment treatment uh, for girls. So if a girl wants to transition to a boy, part of that is removing her um, reproductive organs, her uterus. Oh, and that's in the Michigan ovary. language? That is explicitly in the Michigan language. I and I think this is something that we need to talk about because, wow. again, we're talking about abortion which is bad enough, but this opens the door to a whole host of other things. Again, if you look at, um, I think in Michigan also expressly mentioned is fertility care. So now you have a constitutional right to in vitro fertilization and surrogacy, um, both things that are really controversial and that in many cases involve the um, just abject exploitation of women. So. I think people don't understand how far these, um, how far reaching these amendments are. And there's one in, we have the California one, um, there's the one in Michigan, and then there's one in Vermont. And what's really tragic is the funding situation for those. So the, the reporting on the funding in California is not out yet, but in Michigan, for example, I mean, they are outspending, the, the pro amendment side is outspending the, the no side by at least 10 to, to one. So the pro-abortion I mean, people are outspending us 10 to 1 there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm telling yeah. you, we've, we've got an uphill battle here. <laughs> it's an uphill battle. Yeah, and I mean, I don't it, I don't want to we, dump all this then, but people need to know where we are because I think a lot no, of people No, I've been, listen, I've been sounding we, yeah. the alarm. I have been sounding the yeah, alarm here as long as I have known about this. We are mobilizing people to go to Michigan to get involved in some of the door knocking and any of the public outreach to try to help our friends there. Yeah. And, and so I've been, I've been behind this hundred percent because I realized if we don't stop these now, this is going to be the way forward for the pro-abortion industry. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be starting to 
in, in 23, maybe, but for sure in 24 for the presidential election, they are going to to try to in, uh, put these on the ballot in key battleground states for the presidential election as well yeah. to, to bring out Democrat votes. And they're going to be funded by the left like crazy. The Democrats are going to get behind it along with the pro-abortion forces. So we are behind the eight ball on this because we've been fighting Roe for so long. We've got to switch gears real fast and start st- thinking strategically about these amendments being proposed to constitutions in these these key battlegrounds, let alone any other state where they're trying to enact yeah. these. So we're on the defense for sure. And I, I appreciate you being on the program, friends. I want you to go to um, Alex's website there at Life Legal Defense. And uh, the website is lifelegaldefensefoundation.org, lifelegaldefensefoundation.org. And I really encourage you to read the article that she wrote here on Dobbs and how it doesn't go far enough. And there's also a discussion about equal protection in here as well. And if possible, fund them, send them a check. They deserve it. Uh, They keep us out of trouble and help us with some of the legal issues that we often encounter as we go out onto the public streets and the sidewalks and the college campuses across America. So thank you, Alex, for being on the program. Thanks so much, Mark. And just thank you for just being a, just a stalwart against uh, against the culture of death. Thank you. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.